0: Hi, you're listening to Humanity's Human, a podcast where I talk about whatever I want. And today that means toxic masculinity and femininity again. A couple weeks ago, I sat down with two boys in my year level to get a new perspective on negative behaviors associated with gender as, and gender as a whole. And I highly encourage you to listen to that one first. Overall, it was um, a start, but I think we left some things unanswered. That's why I'm joined today by Stefan and I. at.
1: Hi. Hi. Follow me on
0: Instagram
1: at Anaya Bra. That's I Follow her TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: follow her TikTok. What is it? It's Anaya Follow her TikTok. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys the exact same questions as I did the boys in the last episode. So anyone listening can like directly compare the two. But first of all, um, what did you think of the last episode? Respectfully. Uh,
2: I thought, um, like you said, it was a start. Um, I did I did have to stop halfway when when the, when they started talking about the concept of the boys oh, I, I got very upset and um, yeah like luck- um, I think it would have helped. Like, I, I think it's good that we're talking about the female perspective because yeah. I think it's good to you know get that out there.
1: Mm. And I think, especially like constantly returning to the culture of like mateship yeah. and the culture of like using boys will be boys. To, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, to yeah. like fail to hold like poor behavior accountable exactly. is something that isn't directly addressed by I guess men, and that's why I think it's really yeah. refreshing that females like you know like. We get a female perspective and we get like women sort of like being unafraid to like sort of broadcast our own yeah, opinions. Yeah, and I wish, I wish we could have that
2: that really sort of... Because it is a serious topic. Um, you can joke about it, but it is a serious topic. Exactly. Um, and I hope that we can have that serious dialogue we about even it. We need to dignify it. Exactly. Like when, when, you do, when you do joke about it and you add humor to it, like of course you add humor to everything. But there's a point where it just... It devalues
0: it. Mm, exactly. And it can dilute the, yes. the subject. Yes. I think it was interesting to see that like as people who are really, I don't want to say indoctrinated because it's not a bad thing, we're just all really into our feminist politics mm. and like our leftist theory and all the rest of it, it was interesting to see that some people Like, I feel like I'm in a a bit of a bubble with a lot of that. It's interesting to see that there are some people who, like, hold those other stereotypical views. And, I mean, it's not wrong because, um, like, they were prepared to educate themselves as well. Yeah. But it was just, it was interesting to see that, like, it's still an issue. So, on to the first question. Do you think our school has a problem with toxic masculinity?
1: Yes. Yep. Also yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. And what's really frustrating is the fact that our school doesn't have a clear policy to address it we kind mm. of sort of like foster a like box tech, um, checking approach yep. which is kind mm. of like oh we've given one lecture to the boys about toxic masculinity yeah, we spoke about how it's okay
2: for boys to cry so they're good now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
1: we it's told true. boys not to use not to say gay when they're talking to their friends therefore therefore yeah, it's, it's never bad.
0: happened i've never heard that word ever <laughs> In a I mean, bad I mean, yeah. They have like that series of presentations in year 9
1: and then they come out thinking that oh my like God. they know what's <laughs> up they, they emerge as a developed man and they're yeah. just like this The concept of 9 is sexist in itself It is because when you're the sort of doing do, like the girls do flower making
2: and woodwork. we take care of the little kids <laughs> And we go help the elves, like, and, and the boys do adventuring, road. mountain <laughs> climbing, <laughs> rock climbing. Oh my,
0: self-defense. So, who can eat I the do most? Self-defense.
2: If anything, we're the people that we're are the the ones ones who the most, right? Self-defense. Do you know how scared I get walking down the street? I'm a small person. I'm five foot. I'm a, I'm a little girl. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I won't walk by myself without someone else or without my dog, without my dog or something. Yeah, so I'm, I'm scared like, about your brother. brother me.
1: The protection of a male. And what's, sorry for like, you know, family, but what's really damaging about this sort of assumption that the school has tackled the problem of toxic masculinity is that unless we address it from like its roots, from like primary, um, middle school, primary school, primary school it continues like beyond that. And boys tend to carry this behavior well into university mm-hmm. and well into their working lives. School life. is a microcosm of work. Yeah, exactly. We're yes. a reflection of the inequities we see in society. Yeah. And if we're not sort of like, you know, boys accountable for doing things that not only hurt women but also hurt like the each other and themselves, themselves yeah. then they're not going to learn any better I also think that um if we don't if
2: as we're doing it now you know you add on you have the discussion year 10 year 11 that's it
0: mm.
2: I think that by leaving it further it adds to that stigma so mm-hmm. I think that if we start having those conversations in primary school middle school whenever yeah it sort of it, it doesn't make it worse because some people go home like a boy might go home to his dad and be like okay we had this discussion today and the dad might be like that's so gay because mm. that's, yeah. that's what the belief is and we have to break that cycle and you break the cycle through
1: education from when you're yeah. and I think another really sort of because I was talking to my friend Sachin about it And I think another really important like aspect that we haven't considered Is bystander culture yes. And what Passive. that means yes. is that um, When you think about it The The when you think about it there's only like a few like boys who are overtly se- oh, sorry overtly sexist you know and who are overtly homophobic mm-hmm. but it's, it's the the, the, the of silence it. of yeah. everyone else and the acceptance the tacit acceptance of that acceptance was- not acceptance Acceptance, acceptance, <laughs> acceptance. acceptance, sorry. acceptance of it, which like sort of creates an echo chamber and it amplifies that vocal minority yeah, to the point it where it's is. like you know people kind of just take it as the status quo. So for example, I don't think every any like all of the boys are like going around being like, oh like gay people should like burn in hell. Like in fact, it's only like a few people who like have that mindset. But the fact that everyone else allows them to like you know have those views unchallenged kind of makes it accept- acceptable for everyone. And I think it's very interesting. When we're, when we're kids, we're in primary school, they teach us
2: about bullying, in the framework of bullying. Don't be a bystander. Yeah, don't be a exactly. bystander. That's the worst thing you can be. Yeah. And people accept that. Like, you go out and you ask any of the boys in the Oval, any of the girls, like, mm-hmm. that's they'll, they'll come back with oh, that as well. Oh, another but thing with, with the so, girls yeah.
1: is that the girls, like, you know, they... Oh, so, like, they try to distance themselves from feminism. Like, a lot of girls in our year will try to distance themselves. We'll talk themselves. about that. There's
0: femininity. Yes, femininity. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Uh, we'll talk push about push that something later. On that. Mm, yes, We also... No, no, no. We'll, we'll go on. We've spoken about We'll get into that later. Yeah. 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 But, um, also, I think it really... The reason why those bystanders are so crucial is because it takes so much confidence to be a bigot, oh, yeah. to mm. be, to have like yeah. these homophobic views and these sexist mm-hmm. views. You need to be confident and you need to be loud about it. Yeah. And so by extension, those people always end up being like the popular boys who like lead the group, if yeah, you know what the, I'm saying.
1: The, the boys, the yeah. makes
0: What else? All right, next question. So how has toxic masculinity affected you?
1: Well, On a personal level, I wouldn't say it's toxic masculinity, but I would say it's sort of like... Everything's intertwined. Yeah, the systematic sexism that occurs at a lot of schools, and I think one of the sort of... um, one of the ways I realized this was that a teacher um, said, oh, I wonder why like, you know, girls don't, um, like there aren't as many female duckses or like females getting 99.95 ATARs as there are guys. Is it because guys work harder? And then I thought back to my like education and experiences in middle school compared to the boys. And it's like, at our school, like, where, like, you know, in our learning environment, we'd have our classes disrupted so we could line up against a wall and like, a male teacher so would inspect our uniforms, check our skirt lengths mm, yeah. individually, mm-hmm. our nails, and our faces for makeup. We'd have maths class like disrupted for that. Or if our uniform wasn't in check, we'd have to leave class and go to the office. We'd waste valuable learning time. And in that same time, like, um, like the boys would be in middle school Throwing getting, cane. like, you know, Practice, no, push pushing those getting, tables against each other yeah, or they'd be getting practice Olympiad questions and they'd be getting extension mm. like you know revision materials because mm. like for like for some reason the appearance of boys doesn't matter in a classroom as much as it does for girls and I think that from a it young the age, appearance of the
2: girls is not Yeah, yeah, please yeah exactly
1: audience. exactly and if you're conditioned from an early age that your looks are paramount to your education then you're going to internalize that and that's why I think a lot of girls struggle to like sort of embrace the, the academic demand. We're of taught to be passive. Yeah, because we're yeah. taught to be passive and we're taught to not, like, you know. Don't speak up. Yeah, don't speak up. Like, you know, be mindful of how others see you be pleasing for other people.
0: And also just the existence of the uniform policy demonstrates that like you can't be beautiful or like, you know, beautiful by society standards and smart. And it's so ridiculous that like we're taught every single day that we need to be beautiful, but also like be natural. Cause I feel like that's what yeah. the, the school uniform is saying. It's like, like you can't wear makeup. You still got to be pretty. And then it's like, Inaya, you are the perfect example of this. You are so pretty and you will also so stop, stop it. Stop, no and so so smart like you're one of the smartest people mm-hmm. in the year level but i feel like to a lot of people yeah. that's mitigated by the fact that you are you're so, so beautiful and so people think that just because like you're pretty you can't be as smart
1: no you know what i'm saying because I, Everyone... I had my glove this year but thanks i appreciate it no worries <laughs> thank you
0: moving on yeah. how's toxic masculinity affected you
2: so for me in particular well, actually, okay, when I was when I was little, my mum told me this story. She was in passing. She came back to the house after she finished work, and um, she was upset. She was visibly upset. I was only young, but I could tell. And I was like, mum, what's wrong? She went to tell me. She went to my dad. She was at work. She had her hair up in a ponytail. And her boss, a man, had said to her, you never wear your hair in a ponytail here. You wear it down in the better like that. Ponytails are for tennis players. Oh, and that was That was like Really eye opening to me When I when I heard that I was like I don't understand Like I couldn't understand In my head Why anybody would say that As a child You're more innocent You haven't been You know Inculcated with With society's view.
0: Expectations Exactly um, You haven't been taught to perform As your gender yet
2: Yes at, We'll get onto that topic Oh soon. will we <laughs> um, But you know As As I've Growing up, I've seen the way that people respond to me, the way that people, view the, say, say for example with these masks, people, I feel like girls in general, you guys can
0: answer as well. I
2: feel like I myself have been more confident wearing the mask because I felt like people have been judging me for the way I
0: look. It's true. Definitely. I've been
2: putting my hand up more in class, speaking up. Say for example, this year, at, like at our school, we we have separated yes. um, separated cohorts, the boys and girls, until schools. until year eleven, when we come together. And I remember at the start of the year, I was very reluctant to say anything. I didn't want to put my hand up and be judged for being loud because guys don't like
1: loud. Oh, opinionated.
2: Yes, a, because an opinionated girl is like not you know, what you, want. you want a passive, submissive. Girl. Yeah, yeah. Exactly
1: it's so. sort of a, like you know we see a pattern because at, and it was really sort of really sad for me to witness because back at the middle school like at least half the girls were like super loud not loud necessarily but they were opinionated yes. and confident like you know they exactly. were participating in class and if a teacher asked a question at least half the hands like flew up and like, you know, we would Even have discussion future. and stuff. One, you don't see yeah. that as much. Yeah, here. And then you get to year 11 and then like out of all of those girls, I think like maybe one or two still have that same confidence. Cause when girls get and more Girls group. who had already been yes, yeah. 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 Girls have been like accepted, like enters the sort of ranks of the boys, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll get to that topic <laughs> later.
0: <laughs> all right. Now we're going to talk about toxic femininity. I'm just going to leave it open.
1: Well,
0: do you think we have a problem with it?
2: Well, I think first we have to talk about whether it exists or not.
0: Oh, because I think it's a thing. Yes, hundred percent. How would you define it? Well, do you do you define well actually, I think, actually, now that you ask me, it's it's kind of the effect. It's more like internalized misogyny, isn't to it? Me, to me,
2: toxic femininity is the result of internal, the internal male gaze, the internalized male gaze. Everything that people would, I think, equate with toxic femininity. Is people living to please that idea, you know, like people say, uh, being, being can, I say, can I say bitchy? Yeah, like yeah. people being bitchy, with girls being bitchy to each other, or caddy, caddy, mm. oh is what they God. say, or yeah. um, yes. To me, that's like it's a result of, of what these men, this male, patriarchal society. And um, poses exactly. because it's like women
1: don't have the liberty and the freedom to sort of voice their like, talking we talking have to be open. in
2: competition we have to with, be quiet
1: yeah Yes. and if we do have a problem with someone we can't confront them because that's not the typical behaviour mm-hmm. of how we should act we have to do it behind their backs and that's what like causes and if all you the want and if you want
2: to be a part of the system or whatever you want to call yeah. it that's wrong and woo you should shy away from her she's a feminist oh, oh. my god yeah Ooh.
0: The way that some girls reject I think toxic toxic femininity in air quotes is both like internalized misogyny and also the effects of the patriarchy and like men characterizing women badly in Mm. order to like keep us in check Mm. yeah but the way and that's probably why so many girls shy away from calling themselves feminists because the word has kind of been like marred by the alt-right yeah I, I
1: can't talk about like I can like go on for hours about how much like I've heard women say I wouldn't call myself a feminist, but yes. I think that men and women should be exactly. equal. But I wouldn't consider myself a feminist. Like that's literally all they say. That everyone says that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, if women are distancing themselves from feminism, how are we gonna expect men to sort of like, you know, mm. wanna be a part of it? If it's like something that's been so like heavily stigmatized, and I think the reason it's being stigmatized is because like men are quick like because you know women like the internalized male gaze like we want to be accepted by men and the fact that we're differentiating ourselves uh, and the fact that we don't like you know we're not necessarily seeking that validation like become something that people can target and attack and stuff. Can we, can
2: we just quickly define the internalized male gaze because I know that not not everyone knows what
1: it means first, first we have to
2: talk about what the male gaze is in itself um, I feel like I'm where
0: Which is. Now you got the expert,
2: tell us. Basically, no, I am a woman. No. Basically the male gaze is. The theory of the male gaze is the idea that women are there to be passive fetish fetish so- fetishized. So- fetishized. Yes. Um objects of male desire. They're there to please men and appease to them
1: and appease yes. to their own taste and stuff and be accommodating Yes, and
0: for that to be the thing that they want and yeah. and in that way like that that's the way, the lens through which they we new. grow
1: to love the prison
2: we're trapped in exactly Stockholm syndrome where you are <laughs> so <laughs> then the idea of the internalized male gaze is that idea of it being enforced upon us, us we think it's, like it's really no not, not necessarily it's it's like enforced upon us yes but it's so far entrenched in in society that it's the norm and that it's women and other um, other people like female percentage people Um, viewing other women and themselves through through the lens of lens of the men they say it's like the example of like if you're ever walking through your house and you think oh i look so ugly i better like fix myself up
0: yeah or
1: um who are you fixing yourself up for exactly
0: um and people always tease women and say like oh who are you getting all dressed up for yeah. and it's like haha the patriarchy it's the, the idea of like you
2: know when when someone says to you oh no, no man's ever going to want you like when your yeah. grandma says, "Oh yeah, you should wear a skirt." Husband.
0: Exactly, something like that. It's like, why would I? Why do I need a man to want me anymore? Exactly, exactly. I can do whatever. And, so, I want. and since
2: since society is so male dominated, it's it's progressed past the point of oh, a man's not going to want you, but society won't want
1: you. Mm. Right. And when, when we,
2: we perpetuate we... that
1: myth, narrative, yeah,
2: yes, it just becomes reality.
1: Exactly, and I think the sort of, like, the mythology surrounding the male gaze and the fact that, like, we as women are sort of expected to conform to, like, men's ideas of us, mm-hmm. that's, like, another reason why a lot of women sort of, like, distance themselves from feminism, because it's, like, if we're not sort of, like, dictating or sort of, like, like you know, orienting our lives to appeasement, and what, and I think we should, like, specify that, like, that occurs, like, that's whether that's sort of like through like the validational um whether that's through like you know academic validation or like the validation of like an authority figure a male authority figure like telling us that we're doing a good job whether that's validation in work or like your career or like your family or your relationships and stuff like we don't know how to exist if it's not for men Mm
0: And the most dangerous thing is when something is so deeply ingrained in you, like whether it's like your political system or that male gaze, that you don't question it. You don't notice that it's there. And you don't even know that it's there. That's the problem. And that's, I think, what we've reached. And if you can recognize it in yourself, then that's that's the toxic, toxic femininity. I guess it's only called toxic femininity because you identify as a woman. But everyone... Everyone has it. It's either you're viewed through the male gaze or you're viewing other people through or the male yourself gaze. yourself through the male yeah. gaze.
2: Now, I feel like what people think of, oh, I'm not like other girls. The people that are quirky, they are just conforming
1: to. Yeah, exactly. they pygmy girls. I feel like in the past. I have a whole episode yeah. on this coming oh, up, yes, guys. I'll put, I'll put it
0: out next. But yeah, it's pygmy like. Girls are, in,
1: pygmy girls are the definition of, um.
0: Like, toxic
1: femininity because, because they they're like oh i'm not like the rest like please like boys see that i'm different like when yeah. the boys come That's over and then it. they start
2: like making jokes about about the other girls and be like, oh, oh she's oh, never like
1: know. this, Oh, oh, yeah, she, oh, yeah, she doesn't care about her look, she doesn't care about, yeah, like it's, it's like, like they yeah.
0: all, like, it's women who are trying to conform to that idea of, like, a manic pixie dream girl, yeah. <gasps> of, like, and,
1: oh my god, yeah, because
0: they want to show that, they want to be a male fantasy, yeah, like, they're trying to fulfill the male fantasy, and in doing so, they're saying, I'm not like other girls, what's wrong with other girls, we don't know, That they're, they're trying too hard, I
2: apparently, I think it's important, it's important to note that there's nothing wrong with, liking sort of more masculine Feminate. in quote things yeah, yeah. Like the same with feminine things but the problem comes when they either when overtly they or unconsciously say it's
0: to please the boys
2: yeah and that idea that there are things that will please the boys and there are things that won't please the boys is a problem
0: and yeah. in um in like separating themselves from other girls, like these not like other girls and logs have kind of created a whole new group that everyone makes fun of now. Yep. But I think you know bullying bullying works. Maybe we can get them to realise that you <laughs> that you should be <laughs> like we other girls. <laughs> work. Like someone,
2: I do need bystander, put it to good use. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, like, part of that toxic femininity is a lot of views regarding sexual interaction and, like, slut-shaming. What are your views on that?
1: Slut-shaming. I hate the fact that men are sort of, like, put on pedestals and celebrated for, like, you know, getting a lot of girls. But if, a, like, a girl goes around, she's called a slut, she's called easy, she's called, mm. oh, no one want you. Because, like, you know, like, you've been used so many times. And it's, like, I hate the fact that men sort of, like, they they sort of like you know value virginity and like the idea of purity in it's women sort of, it's sort of kind of
2: like simple they're like they're like in, in one way they're like i want a virgin girl who's like so she's you, she's, she's, you are, yeah she's like a little flower undamaged oh my god in other ways know. they're like i want to freak I want, like, like i want to yeah. freak you don't you can't <laughs> have
0: both but also that really shows how like um our society is kind of centered around I don't want to say pedophilia, but it's kind of it It is, is, it is, is. because you're infantilizing girls
1: because men can't deal with the thought of a girl being on equal footing with them, whether that's intellectually, whether that's in the workplace, and whether that's sexually as well. So that notion of like creating that distance of elevating themselves Mm. above girls by like you know sort of like um valuing valuing um virginity and purity and chastity is yeah oh my god right like think they want us to look like 11 year old girls like look at the beauty standards like. It's like it's no hair. So no hair.
2: Skinny, small.
1: Skinny small. Oh my god, yeah. Innocent. Innocent looking quiet. big eyes. Yeah.
2: Mm. I, I feel like a lot of a lot of guys who might be listening to this might be like, Well, I don't I don't want a little baby at the door. It's not it's not what you might consciously think. It's good.
0: It's what you're, it's what uh, you're subconsciously attracted to. Yes. Yeah. And what you've been told to be attracted to. And it's, it's like you cute.
2: see, you go on like adult websites and you see like mm. the teen section.
0: Like, yeah, like, why yeah. Why is that a so thing? Why is that a thing? So many guys
1: are attracted to that, and I'm just like, that's so disturbing. Why? Why isn't this a bigger of a problem?
0: Right. And even um, women like subconsciously pander to that idea because there are a lot of girls who kind of like. Uh, melt in front of the boys and act really like girly and ditzy and kind oh, of like yeah but
2: biggest, it's, like it's not it's not like it's their fault i'm saying oh i just switch i'm going to turn this on now on I'm now i am here to please the boys it's yeah. what it's what they've
1: been told yeah and it works like there was this study and it was like women who wear makeup and like you know put in like half an hour more effort on their appearance actually do better at work career wise mm-hmm. than women who don't and it's like there's no way we can escape this system like we might hate it and we might rail against it as much as we want but the, like the most disturbing thing is that us as feminists like we have to conform to these like male imposed like stereotypes if mm. we want to do well professionally and we we're, just depend on it yeah
0: and like going on from that sorry I'll let you go after yeah. but, Something that I read the other day was that people who are feminists can most like can mostly afford to be Feminists and separate themselves from that idea of like people who aren't feminists like they can they can become angry radical feminists But on the condition of being beautiful like you can see that a lot of feminists are Really really pretty and like we have that privilege because like if someone who is Hello the audio cut off because lunchtime finished but what I was saying was, if someone who is conventionally um, attractive wants to be radical and wants to rage against the machine and all the rest of it, they have that. They have more of an ability to do so because of their adherence to patriarchal beauty standards. Whereas if someone who was not conventionally attractive, if someone we considered ugly, um, delved into feminism and was very vocal about it, they would be immediately characterized Um, as an ugly, hairy, angry lesbian, because that's how the patriarchy characterizes feminists in general. And so, people who are pretty and choose to support feminism and equality really have that that advantage of pretty privilege, basically. Alright, so at the risk of an anticlimax, that is all for today because the bell went and we didn't get through all of the questions. I hope you learned something, and if you're looking for more, which I hope you are, then please keep an eye out for the next episode where I ask the rest of the questions, uh, which will be released tomorrow. Until then, I highly encourage you to, you know, think about what we discussed, maybe do some of your own research, and if you have any questions or comments, you can reach me on Instagram at cristelle.com.au. Until next time, this has been Humanities Human.